0: Hello, everyone. It is Saturday, August 26th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. Yes, you are. And I I am (laughs) queen of the universe. (laughs) And I am Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by KitKat, but honestly, I feel like I needed a break. So despite the fact that we'll be eating them the entire episode, this is not our sponsored snack. I just just need a break. I just need a break. Give me a break. Yeah. Break me off a piece of that KitKat bar. Yeah. Take a break. Have a Kit Kat. Yeah, and by the way, you're only allowing me it now because I think you were in fear that I would eat the Kit Kat before recording. Before recording.
1: Clearly, that was that's the issue. That's how badly I needed a Kit Kat Well, break. hold on. I'd like to Have point a, a Kit Kat. Do you remember what happened with the Milky Bar? That I said, wait until oh we my start God, the episode? I
0: love Milky Bar. I bought Milky Bar. I bought a four-pack of Milky Bars. From Walmart? Uh, no, not from Walmart. Oh, do it from Walmart. It's the cheapest place. <sighs> I don't know if that's true. Anyway, point it is... is point is I devoured them to the point that I don't remember eating four of them. They are
1: so freaking good. I love them. Well, if you open them all at once, it's like having one bar, really. But remember, Kit Kat, right? We're we're, we're focusing on our 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 non-sponsor this week. Let's get our, what is it, ASMR? Oh, 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 hold on. Ready? Ready?
0: But that was the sound of us yeah. breaking off a piece of that Kit Kat bar.
1: Okay. You're so, already opening it. Don't open it until we me, start talking about the Let me get movies. my
0: chocolate woman. Okay. So this week is the...
1: It's a bit of a, a change It's the up. final week it's of our, our Brat, Pack week of Brat Pack It's one. our final week of It's roundup. Yes. Yeehaw! We don't have a specific person we're going to focus on. No. Which I feel like is what we should have done
0: last because week. Because the Brat Pack included so many people, and there are so many wonderful movies that yes. need to be touched upon. Um... Honestly, one of my favorite movies of this era is how we're going to start this off. No, that's um, not how we're going to start this off. Yes,
1: we are. We have to do... Oh. We are starting off with... with you want to... Okay, fine. Normally, we would do a pop culture artifact for i I'm making demands. I need the met. However, we will not be doing an artifact for this uh, week because... They're all artifacts for us. Okay, sure. They're sure, Grandma. Three. <laughs> um, so as a result, I said that we should do one thing as an artifact and follow our normal rhythm. However, you de- no. you decided that the artifact I wanted to do, you wanted me to twist you on it because it's so hard to like it. Granted, I feel lukewarm about the thing I'm going to argue, and the woman, the, you are ruining
0: the episode. Let's just get into the on. point.
1: Fine. Now is point the perfect time beam. to tell you
0: that we do spoil things during our podcast. So leave now or forever prepare for pop culture spoilers.
1: We do not have a pop culture artifact this week, so we will jump right into our fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items.
0: And we'll do a double round click click of the Sister where one of us loves something that the other hates. And in, in, in a weird or case. Doesn't of, know anything
1: about. Yeah, no, no. In no, your no, we,
0: no, we absolutely know these movies. Chelsea? We know these of, movies. Think of the
1: past times I've had to twist you and you haven't even watched it. I'm things. talking
0: about this week. Stay on focus, woman. I've almost eaten my Kit Kat. I'm so frustrated. So much for that break. All right, so let's start off with what what is just a gem of a movie. A gem of a movie. And honestly, really fits with the fact that we're taking a break. Wink, 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 wink. We're talking about.
1: Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris
0: Bueller's Day Off. What are we gonna do? The question isn't what are we going to do. The question is what aren't we going to do? Don't say we're not gonna take the car home. Please don't say we're not gonna take the car home. Please. Don't if you had access to a car like this, would you take it back right away?
1: Neither would I. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> so you can do a brief synopsis. Okay, get started so, on it. So, so Ferris
0: Bueller. Is, um, a very well-liked individual in high school. He's a high school senior? He's a senior, right? I think he's supposed to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, he is very, very well-liked. No, he's not. He He is. His sister is older than him. Oh, that's true. He's a junior. He's gotta be a junior. He's very, very well-liked. Decides one day, he doesn't want to go to school today. He wants to just have a day for himself. And haven't we all been there? We know what that feels like. We just want a personal day. So, Ferris... Because he's a teenager. You can tell you've not been in school for a while. You just referred to it as a personal day. It's a personal day. <laughs> he's taking a person. He's taking a mental health day.
1: You're like, it's been so long. So,
0: he's cashing in some of that loo time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Alright, so, he fakes sick. Ferris
1: Bueller is also one of
0: those movies that he talks directly to the camera. He does it which very, is very... Hold on, hold endearing. on. Endearing.
1: He does it very well playing sick. He tells you all the tricks of the trade. Make sure you have clammy hands. Not just Many the Many a time did I
0: fake sick. I totally understand it.
1: Oh, oh, I many I, a time I, I hear about it from mom every once in a while. She's like, you know, what was I didn't weird? want to go to school. She's like, you know what was weird? You and your sister, you're both like little geniuses, but you <laughs> wanted to go to school, and your sister would do anything to get out of it. And oh it's not God, even yeah. like it's not even like she needed to be there because she'd still get the. My mother thought grade. I faked an
0: ap- appendicitis.
1: No. She She thought I faked appendicitis. I really had appendicitis. On the first day, she thought you'd faked it. But then when it continued past one day, then she was like, oh shit, something's wrong. Here's
0: the problem. I went in and out of the hospital, and they couldn't find anything. But I did have what's called rumbling appendicitis, where it doesn't have symptoms. And
1: my mom... And it's called rumbling because it feels like a tummy. She thought I was freaking faking at one point. She's like, they can't find it on the
0: medical tests. I think you're full (laughs) of shit. And I'm like, no, I'm in massive pain. They're jabbing tranquilizers in my ass, trying to calm me down, and you still think I'm faking? Anyway, but I learned from the best. I learned from Ferris Bueller. Let's let's move on. Okay. So Ferris Bueller decides he's going to take a day off, and he lives in Chicago, and he's going to have to figure out a way to really enjoy this day off. But it's hard, because when you're a teenager, you don't always have access to all of the fine things in life. And thus, he enables... He enables his
1: best friend? Not
0: enables. um, Enlists. He enlists his best friend, who is a little bit more anxious about this escapade.
1: I love him so much.
0: Uh, What's his name? Cameron... What's his last name? Cameron. What point is his name's Cameron? Yeah. So, Ferris Bueller's best friend, Cameron, he has decided to...
1: I still think it's one of the funniest (laughs) things in the 80s is when he's getting in the car.
0: Asking for a a light favor. His light favor is... uh, Skip
1: school for the day and come with me. By the way...
0: Cameron really does think he's sick. Yeah. Cameron is off of school because he thinks he's going through his own personal hell and that he's dying.
1: Well, Ferris very much knows he's not. This is very important to me because of how much I love Cameron, that when Ferris explains that Cameron is sick today, you see, you hear, like, very mellow, somber, depressing music. Yes. Very quietly. And you see a guy laying in bed and all you hear is, I'm dying. Mm. And he goes, I'm dying. Yeah. yeah. It, it, very it, dramatic. It, it's like this on is his what part. death feels like. Yeah. So it, this is Cameron. I is love Cameron him so much.
0: Cameron is, yeah. A- Alan Ruck, I think, is the name. Yes. yes. Incredible, incredible Alan Ruck. And p- if you've watched Succession, you know Alan Ruck. That's what he's most famous for in recent years. Yeah. Anyway, back to Ferris Wheeler. So he decides that he's going to need a car. He doesn't have a car. His sister has a car, but his sister is not on his side.
1: Who's Jennifer Grey?
0: Yeah, who actually was his fiance, I believe, at the time, or girlfriend, girlfriend, real life girlfriend, Matt Bro- Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey. I work. always
1: find it creepy. When, it's people, weird. when people play like...
0: siblings in a movie and then they're dating. Yeah,
1: yeah, or even like even like a Tony Colette Steve Carell situation where they're brother and sister in Little Miss Sunshine, but then they're boyfriend and girlfriend in The Way Way Back. It creeps me out. Oh, and they,
0: just different movies. Yeah, it it, throws you it off. feels weird okay.
1: because like I grew up with Little Miss Sunshine, and they even talk about it in like the special features for the way way back. I understand. Don't where you, you going woman? With this. Me? Woman. You have not talked about woman. Nancy Myers last week. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> but like in that, they did the special features, and they're like, hopefully enough time has passed that they no longer see me as her brother. And he kind of chuckled, and it was very true because it's hard to the kind point. of disassociate. Let's the get two.
0: to the Bueller Point. He needs a car, and his friend Cameron has access to his father's very fine automobile. So he basically An automobile
1: sells- that he loves more than his son,
0: uh-huh. I'd like to point out. Yeah, very important critical part of the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm, I don't want to spoil Ferris Bueller for you. Please so watch
1: see, it. I'm going to be spoiling it because it's part of the fan theory.
0: Okay. He also has a girlfriend. He doesn't want to leave his girlfriend behind at She's already there. So Sloan's they concoct they a plan in order to get her out of there. And now they're all in the car, <laughs> heading off- To Chicago. But something's not sitting right with the principal. Yeah. Back in the high school. He...
1: Well, don't they say death in the family is why Sloane is getting out of school? And then when she gets to the car, she's like, oh, oh. Oh, and then, like, she sees that it's him, and he turns around, and he's like, kiss for daddy? Yes. Like, he's... He <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and then he kisses, kisses and he's like, and I the, guess that's how the, it is in that family. And the was thinking, this is a weird family, because she, like, full-on, you Jesus. know, like, She's necking, him. yeah. She's, she's really... Do you she's say re- necking? Necking, yeah.
0: I'm old. Apparently, I'm old, because <laughs> these are artifacts, and I... This is my childhood, and for necking. you, it was like, whatever. So anyway... I was, like, ten when I watched it. So, yeah, you're welcome. Oh, so, Ferris just... Bueller now is not only enjoying his day off, but he's also kind of outrunning the principal who was trying to catch him in the act and get him in trouble.
1: And prove that he is faking being sick. But
0: the principal's not the only one. His sister is also irate that her brother gets away with freaking everything. That's how she views it. So she's on his tail too. And she's trying to come up with ways to catch him. And she knows because she comes home she kicks his kicks door open. open the open, door. And the
1: whole setup he has where he's supposed to be pretending to be asleep. Breaks the cords Snoring and everything. and
0: everything. And she
1: sees the dummy in the bed that's supposed to be his body. And she's like, oh, I, knew it, she's I knew like, it. I knew it. like, I've got you now. Yeah.
0: So now she is she So then she wants everyone it. to come home. She's yes. like,
1: oh my god, everyone come home now to prove
0: that, yeah. you know. Mom, dad, see what a rat bastard your my son brother is. is.
1: And by the time they get there, you know. Yeah, well, we're not going to get it's, into it's, it too much. It doesn't go as planned. It's a fantastic, fun, thrill ride of a movie. It's all
0: about a day. And and to this day, I've always wanted to go to Chicago and do Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It is high on my list of things to do. It really is. I want, to, I want to do everything that they do in this movie. I want to do myself. It's extremely fun. It's hilarious. Oh, he's also dodging his, his dad, who works in the city yeah. as well. Like, he's not after him in the same way that the sister and the principal are. But he, he has to be careful, but he's not, he's not being low profile for sure. Like he, there's a parade scene. Let's just say that. Yeah. All right. So on that note of how amazing Ferris Bueller is, like, it's so choice, as Ferris Bueller would say. So choice.
1: Go Um, ahead with your, your fan theory. Before I go into the fan theory, I'd like to talk about one of the funniest moments in the eighties cinema comedy teen movie realm and that is when Cameron gets the call from Ferris to come over to his place and he gets in the car and he closes the oh, door. Alan Ruck's monologue. And he goes, I'll go, I'll, I'll go, go, I'll go, I'll go. He's just gonna keep calling. He's he just, just gonna, gonna keep, keep calling. calling. And then he then he starts swearing and screaming at the steering wheel. And then then revs and it, hits the revs. horn. And, he, and, and, he, and you and you can hear as he's revving, he's going, Ah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the car turns off and he's walking back to the house. But they keep the camera at an angle that you could see him like walking alongside the car, walking back towards the house. Almost. And gets before to the door. he gets to the front door, he's jumping up and down. On
0: the yard, just like, and you know, I'm
1: gonna have to, and you know, he's gonna turn around and come back and get in the car. And it is, it, I, every time I see it, it's very
0: conflicted. This young man,
1: (laughs) I, I almost cry with like laughter and tears every time I see it because I find it so funny.
0: I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. I think he says it about 20 times. I'll go,
1: I'll go, I'll go, and then he's just gonna keep going. It's so funny, I love it so much. I'm not doing it justice. You need to, like, if you don't watch the whole thing, just type in that specific Just type in, I'll go. Ferris Bueller's (laughs) Day Off, and it will come up. It is so funny. So, this is the fan theory for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now, I'd like to point out that this fan theory overlaps a little bit with Fight Club.
0: The movie Fight Club? Yes. Oh, I know where this is going.
1: So, this is one of the most
0: famous fan theories I've ever heard. Maybe yeah. maybe because I'm so close to Ferris Bueller and like that movie, but I've heard this fan theory a million times.
1: So, the theory yeah. is that the entire day that occurs in Ferris Bueller's Day Off is in fact a fantasy that is taking place in Cameron's head while he lies sick in bed. Now, you see at the start of the movie, he's sick in bed, he clearly isn't well, he feels like shit. So, um, at face value, or like the traditional reading of the, you know, movie... You can see that the film is about, like, Ferris helping Cameron conquer his fears, enjoy life a little more. He seems
0: like a third wheel, almost.
1: Yeah. He, he, he wants him to come out of his shell kind of thing and finally, like, take charge of his own life. So the theory reinvents that the movie is actually a variation of Fight Club in a way, because in this situation, Ferris is kind of like Tyler Durden, who is Brad Pitt. Yeah. In Fight Club? Let's not, let's not, well,
0: this is ruining another movie. Let's, let's not. It doesn't actually. matter. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. I've seen Fight Club. It don't matter. So, um, uh, there's also, like, I'm, I'm going to give merit to this theory as well. There's also a scene where he goes catatonic. Yeah. And you could very easily imagine that everything that's going on is going on within his head. And yeah. that he's just picked the Sloan, uh, let's say it's a girl that has he has a crush on. He's taken her with him. But not... Like, he's imagining what he would do if he was Ferris. Yeah. But in reality, he's not doing any of that stuff.
1: Yeah. So, I, I love that th- I'm supposed to be talking about the theory, but you've, like... Oh, I buy this here. theory. I think it's so, a great theory. Um, I like, love the movie with like uh, and without this theory. So, like Ferris, the Tyler Durden character in um Fight Club, is a figment of the unnamed Just narrator's... Just say Brad Pitt. Okay, so Brad Pitt... In Fight is, Club. ...is a figment of the unnamed narrator's imagination... And, uh, Brad Pitt convinces the narrator to create this whole, uh, well, it's the titular underground gatherings. The Fight Club? <laughs> the Fight Club. I love that um, we're talking
0: about Fight Club in our fan theory Fight Club.
1: That, um, they eventually end, end up becoming a whole, like, domestic terrorism movement, but like, so that's a, <laughs> let's avoid that. So, um... In both movies, the majority of the film can be seen as kind of like a delusion in the narrator's mind, or that he's actually an unreliable narrator. Either one works. Ferris Bueller, domestic terrorist. Yes. due to their perceptions, they're either an unreliable narrator, or Mm. it's a delusion. So in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the movie uh, very much quietly focuses on Cam's dilemma throughout the different thing, like, throughout the different events that are occurring throughout the day. Like, you turn around, like... You know be careful this is my dad's car and it'll get mentioned again and again and again so it's it's constantly like an underlying thing that's happening that he's worried about the car and he's worried about the day's events and the antics that they're getting into so Ferris multiple times as you mentioned he breaks the fourth wall which allows him to speak directly to the audience as you know and this also acknowledges that his status in the story is a fictional construct In like in reality, he's not real. That this is just all in his head. That's That's why he's able to talk directly to the audience. He
0: breaks the fourth wall all through the movie, and that's because he's not. He's he's talking, I guess, to himself. He's this is this is
1: Ferris. It's the internal
0: voice talking to him. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's an interesting theory. Um, Cameron's sickness also supports this theory because once Ferris comes over, all of a sudden Cam feels better, and he's plunging in while it's reluctant. Yeah. Very much reluctant, he does kind of join in and uh, gets involved with the events of the group's day off. Him, Sloane, and Ferris are here, just going on here, this journey. Okay. This is because that there are no real events happening that day. He is sick in bed and he's daydreaming. So,
0: oh, oh, so he didn't go out with with his with this girl.
1: No, he hasn't gone anywhere. He is still in bed. It's he a fever dream. What yeah, you're saying is yeah, basically it's a basically fever dream. It's basically a fever dream. So, like Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Ferris and Sloane are, like, imaginary friends who are idolized and fearless people. And they're capable See, of you don't expressing... don't like this as much. Hold on. I like the idea you that he like did do You don't like it because you love the movie. That's your issue. I
0: like the idea that he did do it. Hold and on. And he took Sloane with him. And he had, like, a crush on Sloane. And that Ferris is just a figment of his imagination. And then when they're at the parade and Ferris is, you know, in the float and all of that. Oh, that, you're that you're here's, this is my... This is my... Thing? Yeah. This is my hole in this... In this whole thing, though, I'm not he even... talks directly to Sloane about Ferris.
1: It's in his head, Chelsea.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Right. You're going with a different route with this.
1: So, anyway, um, Ferris and Sloane—they're fearless and they're idolized because that they're ca- they're capable of expressing the things She's that can't. No, so He's pure, idolized. Like like you said before, it could be somebody he has a crush on, but she's not real in this situation. Like this is in his head. So could be Tristan real at school and you've just not seen her. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: point is, uh, they're able to express emotions and show traits that he doesn't show. You know, he wouldn't jump on a parade, float and sing, twist and shout. He's not going to do that.
0: Don. Anyway, we also sing Donkeyshing. He sings two songs.
1: Anyway, Darling, point is,
0: Brad thank you for all the joy and pain. This is pain. Central Park in the fall. Shut up. How you tore your dress, what a mess, I confess. He
1: sings this song I am, as well, I am foreshadowing. So, I am so sorry to all of the listeners You have to
0: listen to her sing right now. Foreshadowing, he sings that song earlier, I believe when he's washing his hair, before he even starts the day. Ferris sings that song. Okay. Sings Don Shane in the shower. So clearly sure it's sure on it's his, his mind.
1: Stop. Dog I... I would get the point.
0: I'm like, not even dirty. We it. don't need any more evidence. Shut up. All I want to know... Don't you tell me to shut up. Shut up. I to know, to shut
1: up. I'm talking. Yes. Shush. No. So, anyway...
0: What point are you on? I I'm, see, like, notes upon notes here. If you tap so, anyway, me one more time, is, you... oh.
1: Anyway, point is... Brad Pitt and Ferris, they both also have the inhuman... the inhuman abilities to outwit uh official i'd say or officious adults uh and defy reality at different points because they visit the stock market they go to a cubs game they have lunch at a high-end restaurant they go to the chicago art institute they have a parade all of which they speak into all of these things all of which could not be completed in the time frame of the day absolutely it could it could not, Chelsea. It totally could. Um the fantasy element is supported even My, further uh, the game when they catch a foul ball at the game, which is an unlikely and rare event. That's already. why it is an amazing and day. They convince a Major D that Ferris is the Chicago The sausage the king the sausage king of Chicago. Yeah. Anyway, so Ferris when gets th- to be clever and daring, love- exactly what a teen would dream up. <sighs> you know like what cam would my only of.
0: issue is is the the game are you oh Hold my on. god your notepad is just, you just turned the page oh anyway oh everybody save so me so the point is cameron is plugging i'll go i'll go i'll go she's just gonna Shut keep up. talking she's just gonna keep I talking i more
1: points you annoying <laughs> witch so cameron kind of plugs uh them into this adventure that goes perfectly you know nothing really goes wrong and him and his friends are able to, like, flip the bird to authority and finally, like, you know, have some balls. So this provides inso- insight also into kind of uh, Cam's psychology during the movie because he is emotionally tortured by his dad, who clearly loves the car more than him. Yeah. And he's also very strict because he turns around and he's like, he won't even let me touch the car, let alone drive the car. So, so what he does to the car doesn't really and happen is what you're hold saying. Hold on. Ferris even tells the audience at one point during... Uh, the movie that the day off is intended to help Cameron stand up for himself and shake off his dad's domination in his life now the only real event that does occur in the movie other than Cam being sick in bed is that Cam does destroy his dad's car and he does confront him over uh, that that is the only real event that does occur
0: so he wakes up from a fever dream demolishes a priceless because because
1: he's decided he's had enough you know, he doesn't want to have to so dream about, about having hit, a decent Cam life. Cameron and his father, and the fantasy day off that Cam creates, and you know the the you, way the movie's supposed well, to be seen. What about the run home afterwards? Uh it's not real. It,
0: what he went back to sleep after he destroyed the car?
1: No, Fer- everything that happens with Ferris after that—Ferris running home and yeah. like no longer being a part of Cam's story—is because Cam doesn't need him anymore. He's dealing with this shit. Notice how you don't see what happens after Cam confronts his dad? You don't see what happens then, because that's the end of the movie. The whole run home and, you know, Ferris getting away with it, he's not real. Doesn't matter. He's no longer in Cam's story. Is that why he says at the end, what are you doing, it's over? Yeah. Is that why he says that?
0: No, you're just adding on. I want you to stop talking. (laughs) On the podcast,
1: you want me to stop talking. Stop talking when I'm talking. (laughs) So, anyway, the point is, whether you're taking the movie at face value, or you're talking about the fantasy... Uh That is occurring in Cam's mind. Either way, he helps, him, like, Ferris, Ferris in quotes, helps mm-hmm. him find and express his need to feel joy, Cam's need to feel joy, in the movie. Okay. Question. Thank you. Do you believe it? Thank
0: you for your thesis. I am denying you your doctorate.
1: <sighs>
0: so, you're, you're managing to ruin Ferris Bueller for me. I, I don't understand. I, I'm okay with the fan theory. It it works for me. I actually like it on a greater level if he does go and and goes with Sloan, a girl that he has a crush on. I think it works better that way. Are you, are you having a break? Are you having a Kit Kat now? Yeah. Are you
1: done? Well, I was harassed by you, so. <sighs> anyway.
0: <laughs> Did you anyway. Know that
1: there's like a little... I think the theory um, does have merit, but
0: I, I like the movie with and without the fan theory. I think it works either way. Great movie.
1: Yeah. Your thoughts? I think it could totally happen. I, I just, I love Cameron so much on the adventure that I don't really give a shit if it's in his head. Cause it's he's it's so Cameron's funny.
0: day off for he's day so to.
1: He's so funny that I don't care. I okay. don't care whether he's sick in bed and now it's real. Or if he actually goes out and, you know, pretends to be dead in a pool. You know, you're my hero. Like, all of that.
0: I that, eat that shit up. I don't I don't that care. Is a terrible,
1: <laughs> that's the, that's, terrible. the yeah. that's the voice he does. That's the voice he does It didn't sound like that. Oh whatever. Yeah, I, we're gonna
0: have to play it. Oh, I'm sorry it back I don't have you. enough
1: testosterone within me <laughs> to get the voice. You would right. not
0: know the way you were right shut now. up. So now we're gonna lead directly into our segment on twisting of the sisters. Uh, double twist the sister, but um I'll let you go first. We're gonna talk about another 80's classic. Weird what? science! <laughs> okay, look, you know how you always talking about how you can simulate all that stuff on your computer? You know? What's the difference? Why can't we simulate a girl? I don't know. I, I guess I could,
1: but why? It's two-dimensional on the screen. It's, it's not flesh and blood, Gary. Well, I know that, but, you know, we can we can use it. Why? We can ask it questions. We can we can put it in real-life
0: sexual situations and see how it reacts. You're like, we're sick to manage shit. You'd love it. What, what about your girl in, um, Canada? She was in Canada. This girl's no morals. You know, I don't, I don't like that on a girl. I, it's rough having that kind of relationship. you'll see. <clears throat> anyway, get to work. All right, so I'm...
1: I'm not crazy about weird science, and that's why you're trying to twist me. Similar to last week, I'm not the biggest fan of weird science either. I- there's certain things that I like about it, and that's about it. Um. Okay. Twist So. Me. Go ahead. Uh, first off, Bill Paxton. Oh, the late- that man. Great, the late, great Bill Paxton. The man. The myth. The legend. Now, he's amazing. He's amazing in everything he does. Um, I find him hysterically funny, or I found him hysterically funny. God, He's so charismatic, devastating. Um, that being said, I hate him in Weird Science, and I think it He's makes the him older brother. No, yes, and yeah. I think it makes him a good villain to have that older brother who's like uh, 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 right by your, your ear it's all the time. Casting. That you're just like, oh, you want to kill him? It's miscasting because
0: Bo Paxton's so charismatic. Yeah. I mean, even when it happened he happened be like, even when he played an asshole in like the Terminator, when he's like, or or is it was a Terminator Two, where he's like, "Game over, dude, game over." You realize I haven't seen Terminator after I watched the first one. Did you never seen the second Terminator? That's the better Terminator. I, Terminator I barely survived the day? first one. T Two Judgment. Oh my gosh, you need to watch the second one. It's way better. Um, Yeah, in it he goes, "Game over, dude." G-. Is it? Is it Terminator? Is it Aliens? <laughs> I don't know what movie it is. It might is. be Aliens. He goes, game over, dude, game over. And he's supposed to be kind of like a weenie, annoying type of person, and yet he's still so charismatic that it works. And, I mean, that's always kind of the role that he's played. No matter who he is, he's so charismatic.
1: Yeah. So for him to be the bully character in this is just such a weird... It's a waste. It's a waste of of Bill Paxton. But I think the same can be said for Robert Downey Jr. in it. Because Robert Downey Jr. was, you know prime hottie material at the time, and he's he's kind of... Treat, he's he used, looks like he's got mascara on perpetually. Yeah, because his, his eyelashes are so dark and full. Just illuminating eyes. It's like a pony. Okay. You know how they say ponies have beautiful eyelashes? It's like He that. still has
0: gorgeous eyelashes. Oh I just saw him in Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. He still has gorgeous Bald eyelashes. Bald or not,
1: Robert Denny Jr. is a snack. <laughs> anyway. well, so, this is when he was young, though. Oh, my God. Back when, personally, he wasn't in the best place, but... Like, physically, he looked delicious. So, oh he plays a dickhead in it.
0: Robert Downey Jr.? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And he's supposed to are be you, someone are that you don't sway- like.
0: You're supposed to sway me. You know that, right?
1: I don't care whether I sway him or not. I'm just talking about the movie. <laughs> You don't understand. You're supposed to twist me. I, I understand. I just don't care. You're trying to twist me <laughs> I, by I, I mentioning... I am crying in
0: the face. You're like, the twist Robert Daney Jr. is in this. Do you remember
1: that? He's got pretty eyelashes. Yeah.
0: You're twisted, right? Do, do you okay. like the
1: pretty boy? I like the pretty boy too. No. Um, no. But like Bill Paxton, it feels a bit like, like a mix-up for the cast of this because having Anthony Michael Hall and I don't remember the other guy's name, but I thought he was dreamy. If you had him and Those Robert Downey Jr. be the two nerds that created what was her name?
0: I don't remember Kelly LeBrock.
1: Yeah, so you do remember? I remember the you actors. Lied to me. The
0: actress? <laughs> yeah, I remember the actress Kelly LeBrock. I cannot remember what they called. They her.
1: basically they do a Frankenstein, just to give you an idea of what the movie is. Yeah, they do it's a, a story of they, Frankenstein. They do a Frankenstein, and they get like a Barbie, and they use some technology. They give they build their perfect woman kind of thing, Hi, so that yeah. So that she can seem like their girlfriend, and they can be cool, and they can have the fun that they want as teenagers, because right now they're zeros, and they want to be heroes. This
0: is like the anti-Barbie movie, um, now that I think about it. I, I'm really into the Barbie movie for anyone.
1: I, I don't like that. That's my only issue that with Weird make, Science, is that they make a woman. Yeah. And because I feel just like they could have got, gotten she normal she got to do whatever friends. they ask. Like,
0: she's made for them. That's what she's made for.
1: That being said, I do like that once they make her, she has a mind of her own. She's not just going to, you know, be their fantasy come to life. She kind of whips them into shape and makes them learn, you know, you have to find real girls cuz I'm not sticking around for this shit. Which I do appreciate. And then like there's I think not much
0: of that though. There
1: isn't a lot of it.
0: That's the the shameful part.
1: It's more like them outgrowing their juvenile ways than her teaching them something. Yeah. The music is decent. Which I it's know. not a
0: woman's job to fix a man though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important to know. Anyway. Yeah. You like music. It had decent music. Remind me, what's the soundtrack? Here. Weird
0: science. I mean weird science. Woo woo. Weird science is a good uh um good-ish song. It's not on my like constant rotation though. What else is there? Or is that? Or are you basing it? S- Chelsea, I have been with weird
1: science in like eight years.
0: Like Oingo Boingo did did weird science, which I I'm cool with. Turn it on, Kim Wilde. Oh, I like Kim Wilde.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, so we've got we've got another one there. That's about it. What else is there?
1: Chelsea, once again, I saw the movie eight years ago. <laughs> like there's some there's,
0: a <laughs> they're okay songs, but they're not like really impactful for
1: me. Okay, so no, next. It has a clear 80s feel. It does have which a clear we do 80s feel. Like For the Animoya. Um, You and the animoia. You like Anthony Michael Hall, don't, don't you?
0: I do like Anthony Michael Hall. I think he's great. I, my favorite Anthony Michael Hall movie, though, is a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> so. Which one?
1: Oh, you love Edward Scissorhands? I love Edward Scissorhands. Oh. You know, that's when he started getting really fit. So I... Uh, No offense to him. You know, I'm sure he's probably in a healthier muscle class than he was in before. Didn't he get sick? Didn't he have... He has a thyroid issue, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, he has something going on with
1: him. But, like, he's not sick. Yeah. Sick. I just read something that's rather interesting, and Um, and I feel like it's... Point is, my favorite role I think he ever did was Breakfast Club. I do really like him as Brian. I don't know if it's because I really loved The Breakfast Club. Or what? But I do. I think that's my favorite role he did. Not to say anything bad about Edward Scissorhands because that is a gem and a half. Um, Tim Burton is a god. Uh, but <laughs> I'm I'm I wouldn't say I he's do. a god. I I think Chelsea. He made Batman cool. He made it hella cool. <laughs> Batman was always cool. No, Chelsea. Nah, he took it from campy. Nah. He he took it from campy to he like kind of I mean, sexy.
0: He's the reason why Batman is dark yeah i i agree with that okay all right um
1: but yeah uh did i twist you on weird science i don't know do i care i don't know (laughs) so i i'm reading something here i'm not even sure who wrote this it doesn't say but weird
0: science they said is among the great john Hughes films about adolescence weird science is the least great yes and then someone else I'm no, sorry it's the same article. it's still
1: good but it's just not it as says, good. While
0: The Breakfast Club is Yu's boldest film word science is the most timid teenager film Yu's would ever make. Yeah. Basically it is just you know gratuitous nudity, horny teenagers, big house party, expensive property damage, exp- uh, recklessly driving expensive cars. All of these things show up little bits throughout these other movies mm-hmm. but it's like it's and They're all it's a checklist in, it. in this. And it feels very formulaic. Maybe that's why I don't like, like it. It feels I, very I think, formulaic.
1: I think Weird Science feels more like the um, American Lisa. Pie. Her name was Lisa.
0: Yeah. Kelly LeBrock, the character. I think... The, the Frankenstein monster, if
1: you want to call her that, of the movie is Lisa. You can't call her a monster. Yeah. Well, you can. You can if you want. She's a Franken-sister. She is not She's a, a Franken Frankenstein. <laughs> um. So... <sighs> I think the issue with Weird Science is that Weird Science feels very much like American Pie. Like, it feels juvenile and dumbed down, some of the comedy does. Like, going for the easy joke or the easy laugh Yeah, is not the best, or it isn't the best for me. It's not going to get me laughing. Um, and I think what American Pie was in, like, the 2000s is what Weird Science was in the 80s. Yeah. Kind of like, isn't Animal House like that? Yeah. Yeah. It feels <laughs> like that kind of movie. It, yeah. I feel like I like It liked, doesn't feel I... authentic to the John Hughes genre, because John Hughes made a point of making uh, teen movies that didn't dumb down the intelligence of teenagers. You know, they are people, they have feelings, they have brains, but Weird Science doesn't really focus on that. Yeah. It okay. was more like, we made a hot chick. Come party.
0: Apparently the film was rushed as well. And I, I kind of get that. I can it see feels that. it. Yeah. It feels like that. it was like,
1: we're good. We just got to get this out. Hmm. Um, well, he was known for doing a lot of rewrites as well. John Hughes was. So instead of writing tender and, and ad the movie, he had a lot of ad-libbing
0: yeah. from his. So I don't know how much that played a role. There's the the fact that there's very little written about weird science <laughs> says a lot because John Hughes films are adored by so many people, and they are so and they're a staple.
1: In yeah, pop I mean Ferris
0: Bueller is a, a John Hughes film, and I mean you can see the the very strong distinction between how I feel about Ferris Bueller mm-hmm. and how I feel about Weird Science, mm-hmm. where I just I don't I don't get it. I don't understand why I don't like Weird Science, but at the same time I really don't. And, unfortunately, you have not twisted me. I'm so sorry. Which does not bode well. I didn't expect to. It it doesn't bode well as we head into my opportunity to twist you. I don't think
1: you're going to twist me on this either.
0: (sighs) So, the the third and final film we were talking about as
1: part of... Hold on. We should also do... It's a slight continuation from last week because it is a John Cusack movie. It is. And you know how I feel about John Cusack.
0: Oh, I know how you feel about John Cusack. So,
1: get ready for an uphill battle. I'm going to
0: try not to talk about John Cusack for this. So the third and final film for this, uh, this well, month. Believe it or not, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie you're about to talk about, so you might want to talk about John Cusack. <laughs> um, so the movie is Say Anything.
1: What are your plans for the future? Spend as much time possible with Diane before, uh, she leaves?
0: Seriously, Lloyd. I'm totally and completely serious. Oh, no, really? You mean my like career?
1: Um... I don't know. I've 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 thought about this quite a bit, sir, and I I would have to say, considering what's waiting out there for me, I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything as a career. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed, or buy anything sold or processed, or process anything sold, bought, or processed, or repair anything sold, bought, or processed. You know, as a career, I don't want to do that. So, uh, my father's in the Army. He wants me to join, but I can't work for that corporation. Um,
0: so what I've been doing lately is kickboxing, which is a uh, new sport, but I think it's
1: got a good future. As far as career longevity, I don't really know because, you know, you can't really tell. If you're eight and six as a fighter, you know, it's no good. You know, you have to be great, but I can't really tell if I'm great until I've had a couple of pro fights.
0: But I haven't been knocked out yet.
1: I don't know, I can't figure it all out tonight, so I'm just going to hang
0: with your daughter. Okay, so I'm going to give this one my best shot, because I think this movie has a lot of merit. It's not uh, its not even amongst, like, one of my favorites either, so full disclosure, I'm going to give you that. However, I think that it is a very strong movie for various reasons, but I would like to know what you think about Say Anything before I jump headfirst into it. So,
1: for the heading of my notes, I wrote another Cusack film from hell. <laughs> No lie. You can look at the notes if you want. Um, I do appreciate the film created two iconic scenes. You have the iconic window scene that's used time, time and time a again. It's Romeo
0: and Juliet with a boombox. Yeah. box. Yeah. Um, In your eyes, the light, the heat. Is it? No? Okay. Okay, stop. <laughs> you <laughs> um, give me a look like if you sing
1: one more time during this particular episode, we will have zero listeners. Yeah. Um... So, I do like that they create the iconic window scene that also, it gets used almost as much as the whole Romeo and Juliet bit does for me, because you see it everywhere. People do different variations of either a boombox or holding, like, an iPhone to the window. Like, as time has changed, they still use it. Um, Wherefore
0: art thou, Lloyd Dobler? And I
1: love, um, the, the whole, like, concept of, like, the boyfriend teaching the girlfriend how to drive that he did in that that it can go, you know, either way in reality. But it gets used again in pop culture. It's got used in Dawson's Creek, which, of course, Pacey taught Joey how to drive, so we knew how that was going to end. Um, <laughs> a lot better than say anything, I'll tell you that. Uh, Look, I also I think appreciated... that's more
0: authentic, though, because she's not driving well. I love that she says, am I ruining my car? And he goes, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Which is, to my point, which I'm going into, um, go ahead. I do actually. Isn't he? It's karate that he's doing in it, right? Kickboxing. Kickboxing. Whatever. It, it, the, which it, is.
0: Hold on. I said I was not going to mention it. Last week we talked about our fan theory about how this was part of an unofficial trilogy. The mm-hmm. theory is that he got so into kickboxing
1: and that he became a hitman. Yeah,
0: and and remember he went into the the military like his father, mm-hmm. which is mentioned in this movie, and that leads him to Gross Point Blank, and that's how we get from from say anything to Gross Point Blank
1: just... Okay.
0: There you go. Um... There's some holes in that, because uh, it's not... Well, I driver. actually
1: really enjoyed Zionist his kickboxing Sky. moments. I enjoyed this. <laughs> With the kids? Yeah! yeah. I really like that. Well, you know, I'm a sucker for kids anyway. Yeah. But I, I really did enjoy that, and I thought it actually made him have more layers to his character, other than just being this dope who's following this girl he around who's not he's interested. interested. Yeah. yeah he oh. had a personality. Oh, sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. Walked Let's,
0: your hand? Uh, as we are talking about kickboxing, I accidentally punched something.
1: Yeah. Uh... Anyway, the it's it's not. There's nothing particular about it that makes me go. I hate this movie. It's just it falls really flat for me. Like I can't turn around and quote anything from it. I can't think of anything specific other than the iconic those two scenes. What about the processing? That, I don't like, want to
0: uh, process anything. I don't want to buy or sell or process anything. Don't buy anything that's sold or processed yeah. or sell anything that's bought or processed or I remember it now you quote anything it, that's I wouldn't remember that without being baited.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered that without being baited. I, I it's it just it feels eh. The whole thing feels eh. And I hate the woman. Oh my god. I hate what's her name? Skylar? Skyler? Skylar. Isn't her name Sky or Skylar? She's got such a stupid name. Oh my god. Diane Court? No, in the movie. What's her name? Diane Court. Her name's not Diane. Her name's Diane. Jesus, that's just as bad. <laughs> her name is awful. And I hate her. her. I think her
0: name is Iona I Sky in real
1: life. That's it. Sky. That's, that's how I Sky got Sky. Part. freaking yeah. hate. Free, I hate her. She wastes time. Wait, wait. Time. You hate the actress or you hate the character? I hate the character. I don't, okay. I don't know anything about her. I don't care. Yeah. But, okay. oh my God, I can't even begin with the issues I have with her in it. It's one of the few times I actually like John Cusack and think he could do way better. He's shooting way below his hip for this person. Okay. Like,
0: no. Okay. She's I I do league. have some questions because it's going to sure. inform how I'm going to go about this. Do you like the following three movies? I, I, I want your thoughts on how you feel about the following four movies. Do you want movies. me
1: to do a top three? No, no. <laughs> following
0: four movies. Following four movies for you. Almost Famous. Jerry Maguire. Uh, what's the other one? Um, Fast Times at Richmond High, and We Bought a Zoo.
1: We Bought a Zoo. Okay. Yeah. Perfectly fine movie. Feels okay. Almost Famous. You know how I feel about Almost Famous. I feel like Dragged On. It's a perfectly okay movie. You've watched the the three-hour extended cut. You haven't seen
0: Fast Times at Richmond High?
1: No. Oh my god, what are we doing? If I wanted to watch... Another Animal House or Weird Science? No, it's not Animal House. It's very different. It's dopey. It I is dopey. Friends. And you know it's dopey. It's, That's why you're smiling the, right
0: now. It, I would say it's the second best Sean Penn movie I've ever seen. You
1: That's dick. offensive. That is offensive. That's his
0: best movie I've ever seen.
1: If you say anything other than I Am Sam, i Oh, offended. right.
0: Okay, third best. I Am, I am Sam, Sam is a great movie. I Am a gem. Movie. No, I was going to say um um Mystic River. Mystic River, I would say, is I'm not seen
1: Mystic River. I like I Am Sam. Best I actually even like done. Gangster Squad, which I know no. didn't do nope. well, but I did enjoy Gangster Squad. <laughs> That's a no from Chi
0: Chi. I'm Whatever. not a fan of that one. Um, okay, so, you've never seen Jerry Maguire? Mm-mm. You complete me? You, stop. Show me the money? Just no, stop. I don't care. You had me at hello. You you haven't seen Jerry Maguire? No, it's a Tom oh Cruise God.
1: movie, Chelsea. It doesn't matter. Yes, it, does. it
0: Chelsea. All right. Okay, so knowing that, that, that makes it a little bit more difficult for me, but um, I think how you feel may, may stem from the director.
1: Why? Who directed it?
0: Cameron Crowe directed all of those movies that I just mentioned. Oh. Including Say Anything.
1: Ah, it's early Cameron, though. It's before he actually knew what he was doing. Well, early Cameron, early Cameron is... Fast times of uh, Actually, I, I told you it's before that.
0: he knew what he, he, he
1: was that. doing. It's before he okay. knew what he was doing. So my I first and second points
0: my first and second points for say anything are very, very short. Uh, one is it is a, it is definitely a coming of age story, and two, it is a love story. So genre wise, genre wise, I feel that this film should speak to you on some level because it's in your wheelhouse. However, it doesn't, so we're gonna have to just <laughs> move on. Third, it's a film about honesty. And I really, really like that about this film. It is it is a brutally honest film.
1: No offense. It I can't remember unique. why it's about honesty.
0: It makes it, oh but it's okay. I'll go I'll go into it a little okay. bit. I, I mean I mean I just mentioned the fact that when they're driving, she says, Am I ruining my car? And he goes, Yeah, but it's okay. Like he, he doesn't lie to her at any point. He tells her
1: yeah brutal truths. Yeah. He's a decent human being. Yeah,
0: which makes it very, very unique because she's it embraces uncertainty. But the truth of that as well. Sometimes you don't know. Yeah. And he embraces that as well. And, he, and he's very frank about it. The movie's very frank about being frank, I guess, about being honest. Um, which is why you also have Mr. Court, played by, well, everybody knows him as Fraser Crane's dad. Um, but he's, oh, what's his name? I, I, can't, remember I can't remember
1: his name. Uh, Great I, actor. I loved him in Flipped. I thought he was so nice yeah. in Flipped.
0: He's a fantastic actor. I think anyway. what he
1: says in Flipped as well is so beautiful. Can we say He says some on people track? are dipped in matte, some are dipped in gloss, and some people are iridescent. Oh, it means it so is,
0: much. It is a good line. But but we're not talking about Flipped. We're sorry, talking about got got anything. So, so
1: focus. You mentioned Fraser's dad, Chelsea. What do okay, you expect? Okay,
0: so well, I'm just going to call him Fraser's dad. I'm not even going to call him Mr. Court anymore. Um, J- James Court, if you would like to know. His name is not Skyler. <laughs> so James Court, he grins at Lloyd's earnestness. It, it it seems somewhat to be like condescending the way that he, he smirks at him, but I mean Lloyd is so honest, like most people would say, well what are you planning for, and you'd kind of lie to impress the parents, but he doesn't. He is very very frank about how he kind of has a lack of future and all he's really focused on is, is being around Diane for as long as possible and, and his feelings towards his daughter doesn't lie at all. And that starts to rub off as well on Diane because she starts telling her dad, rather frankly, about her her sexual escapades with, with him, which may not have been something that she would have talked about as frankly before she was with Lloyd Dobler. But there's also the other side of this as well, because it's talking about dishonesty as well, and that's Mr. Court. Mr. Court he's facing tax evasion charges, very serious allegations. He's kind of a little bit delusional because like, even when she's doing her speech and she's saying it to him in the car, her grad, her valedictorian speech, as she's driving, as, as they're driving there, she's reading it to him and her dad is going, that's funny. That's really funny. And it's not funny. Nobody laughs. It's not, it's not what, uh, she thinks so she's lied to, to a certain extent by her father for a very long period of time. Lloyd is very much the opposite, and he's through and through loyal and true, as you know, to Diane. He tells the truth inescapably. He's frank about the fact that he has absolutely, really, no future planned. Um, but another thing that I find interesting about this movie is the layered symbolism, which is very characteristic of Cameron Crowe movies. You'll find symbolism in, a, in almost all of them. To a certain, to if he, if he's really involved in it, you're gonna get, you're gonna have it. So the pen, which Diane gives a pen initially to Lloyd to break up with him because that's what her father thinks you're is. asking
1: me why I don't like her she gave him a pen
0: yeah well this is and she t- took his heart that's not a fair trade yeah. anyway but but she she doesn't really feel that way she's being kind of swayed she's un she's confused she's confused anyway the pen ends up being what Diane gives to her father eventually as a parting gift saying that she this is basically so saying she's a symbolic sh- give, gift giver. she's a it's shit gift we, giver g- yes but we're saying that she's choosing the truth over the dishonesty that she's been fed for all these years. And I, I think that there's a lot to this movie, meat-wise. And that's why, at first glance, it's not as light as some other movies and romances that you have. So you, it's, a, it's a thinky film. I like to call them thinky films. Where you have to it's watch a it a couple thinker. times, ponder it, and then you get more out of it. Blade Runner, to me, was a thinky film. I didn't initially love it, but God. the more I, I learned about it. Um, the Good Mother, I think it's called The Good Mother.
1: Um, I've watched Blade Runner twice, and it's two times too many.
0: First, <laughs> you watched it twice.
1: You made me want. You made me watch it the first time, and then you said you should watch it again. You might feel better about it. No, so, I cool don't. Good mother.
0: What's that no, movie? No, I
1: don't. It's awful. Who's
0: the one that played the queen?
1: The woman that played the queen. Claire Foy. After Claire Foy. Oh, uh, she just won the Oscar. Her from The Favourite. You talked about her? Yes. Yes. Um, she's in um. Oh, excuse me. A new light movie. I cannot think of her name for the life of me. Was it the other side of the light or the dark side of the light? It's a weird title.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I know what you're talking uh. about. <gasps> Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, Olivia Coleman was also in something called The Lost Daughter, not The Good Mother. I don't know where I was getting The Good Mother from. That's
1: with Dakota Johnson. Yes, yeah.
0: It was called The Lost Daughter. I watched The Lost Daughter and I really didn't like it. But then I, I read heavily about it and then I went back to it and then so I you saw yourself I've tricked myself into enjoying the film because I read a lot of it I was and was like, also oh my god, things. it is actually I, and I didn't not enjoy the film I just I felt like I didn't get it and that's something that I felt was say anything because I went into it thinking that it was just going to be another teen movie didn't really get it
1: hmm.
0: but the more I watch it and the more I learn about it the more I get out of it. And that's, I, and I think Say Anything is one of those that is a, a worthy film for a rewatch with a little bit more introspection.
1: Thoughts? Okay. Feelings? It's been 12 years since I watched it. Since you watched Say Anything? Yeah. Didn't you just watch Say Anything? No, it was one and done, one and done. I couldn't do it again. Um, if that is the case, I may, in the future, consider maybe possibly in yeah. the future yeah if you twist my arm a little bit uh, like, i might uh, watch it again so i've twisted you i twisted your arm a little bit i may watch it again it doesn't mean i like it i'm I gonna may take watch that as, as a,
0: a a minor win not a landslide if i watch it again and win.
1: i have rejuvenated feelings of hate chelsea do you know how mad <laughs> i'm gonna be <laughs> if i do decide to watch mm. it again i'm like you lied to me i'm gonna
0: be really bad Okay, well, on that note, that is the brat pack for us. Um, yeah, I feel like if if you hate say anything again, just watch Ferris Bueller. everything will be all right once once more. Ferris Bueller fixes everything. it is it is one of the best movies for me for it. me if
1: i if I don't like an eighties movie, I just go back to watching the Breakfast Club. Because I'm like, exactly. this was good 80s. Exactly. Like for you, it's Ferris. For me, it's Breakfast Club. It's you pick something that you really like from the eighties, pretty and in your, pink and for that, me. And that's your fallback every time we have this discussion, I'm always reminded you should have with plow. Ducky. And you know, yeah, come on, let's plow. I love the the move he does with it, like he he's getting jiggy with it, like I, it's so funny. I love when he sets off the uh, alarm. And he he, the alarm. he's like, well, I can't come through the front door, so I came through yeah. the back door, and uh, what is wrong like, with you? I, I need the bathroom, like, and yeah. he's doing all like, this. you
0: can't use, there's bathrooms all around town. he's like, it's the end of the month, they're out of toilet seat covers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So funny I don't know why he why talks he like so, that. What, in why your does mind, why he talk
0: like that? But he does. He talks like that. Yeah, like <laughs> like a, like a Bugsy Malone almost. Yeah.
1: I just I love John car. <laughs> love Ducky. We're very off topic. We're
0: we're very much into the John Hughes of things. And clearly, you're not into the Cameron Crow. I like Cameron Crow. I don't
1: mind Cameron. Hit and Crow. miss.
0: Hit and miss for me. But for I would say for the nineties, eight, late eighties. You know what? Eighties and nineties. I'm gonna give him all of the eighties as well as the nineties. That he did John Hughes
1: can have my 80s.
0: Yeah, John Hughes wasn't alive, so he
1: could take them all. John Hughes had,
0: <laughs> John Hughes had uh, more of an impact, I think, than Cameron Crowe. I would not think of Cameron Crowe as an is, 80s John Black Hughes, Hughes type is so influential
1: that in Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof, they talk about him. They talk about the fact that, of course, I watch John, Hume, John Hughes movies. I'm a girl. Yeah. But I also like, you know, any woman dirt. with
0: some self-respect has Yeah, she's has like seen of course of the John she's Hughes. She's like movies. of course
1: I'm a girl, but I also like like muscle car movies too. And then like yeah. like they slip back into the pattern of the that film, that But they make, they make a point of mentioning it. Of course I've seen John Hughes movies. Hold I'm on. a girl.
0: I find that interesting because there's a lot of like people that have gone over the John Hughes movies and they're like they're not really all of four women. Like, they're not written necessarily with women in mind.
1: No, they're written with teens in mind. So if, when you're, like, if you're a guy or a girl and you're a teenager... Guys a teen...
0: love these movies, too. Yeah.
1: It, it is a movie for everyone. You don't have to watch Weird it. Weird Science is a bit
0: of an odd one, though. But I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to give you the 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 benefit of the doubt there, saying you that... You did watch it, didn't you? You watched it again recently. I did not watch it again recently. You didn't? I did not. But, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, because Lisa I does... I want my DVD back. You can have your DVD back. <laughs> Um Lisa does kind of take control in that film. I, yes. mean, I never really kind of thought about that, but she does kind of like Because she's supposed the,
1: to just do what they want and she
0: doesn't. Up into, it's it's like the, it is truly like Frankenstein because Frankenstein is about Dr. Frankenstein for Creating the first section. Something. And then Frankenstein's monster kind of becomes the protagonist for the yeah. rest of the novel.
1: That's why when people... the book. That's why people think Frankenstein... When they think of Frankenstein, they think of the monster. They forget that the monster is not called Frankenstein. And the doctor is Frankenstein. Technically, the
0: monster, as well, is the doctor, because he should never have played God in the first place. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, Word Science ha- has that as well, where it's about the two nerdy teenagers initially... Projecting
1: yeah. stuff that they're insecure yeah. about. And
0: their parents don't really give fucks about them, really. But like, you never
1: see them. You see Chet. Their, their parents... Chet is supposed to be, like, the person that, like, kind of looks after his little brother, but he yeah. treats him like they're, shit. They're
0: very much absentee. They don't really care, and they're really more about just having, like, good kids. They don't really care about their kids and who they are very much. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. But, but yeah, I feel like you're right. I'm I'm, give, I'm, I'm changing my original thought. I, Lisa does kind of take at, over in weird science. At, like, We're all over the place. Face We're value about every at face movie value, right weird
1: science is like you said, the anti Barbie. But when you like dive into it a little bit, there are layers to it that make it yeah. But a it, little it, it still more feels more complex. It than still that.
0: feels like it was a long way to go till we got to Barbie,
1: which oh, yeah. I love.
0: By the way, I am oh, oh my god huge into Barbie.
1: Just so you all know, if she talks about Barbie one more time, we're not going to have a podcast cuz I'm going to kill the co-host. Yeah. That's not, not a not very Barbie like her. thing to say. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. It's not a very I know Barbie-like Barbie thing to should say. support Barbies, but I'm not enough to not deal canuff. with enough with you. You're not enough. <laughs> I'm not enough to deal with you.
0: You're just Ken. Yes,
1: I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. We will be talking to you again next week. Absolutely. Let's go. Have a plow. good week. Oh, God. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Ken.